0: and welcome to this episode of the Intercommunity Podcast. I am Josh and basically on this show we get to share stories um, from the experiences of international students here in Australia. So I'm joined today with Jonas. Hello. (laughs) Um, So Jonas, I guess um, for the listeners at home, if you could just introduce yourself. Yeah, then we'll go from there.
1: All right, cool. Uh, So Hi, my name is Jonas. I'm from Singapore. Uh, I'm currently a final semester student at the Queensland University of Technology. QUT.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, final semester. Yes. Um, this is a. I, I think everyone who's listening to this will know the context in which we're recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, mate. R- corona, COVID nineteen, huh? Yeah. Ah. <sighs> My goodness. Um, so we will touch on, obviously, COVID-19 and yeah. its impacts on specifically the international student community, but we'll also throw in some other fun stuff as well. Yep. So um, I guess what we'll start off with, um, Jonas, is what influenced you? Who or what influenced you to come and study here in Australia?
1: Well, I think I was open to the prospect of studying overseas. It was quite appealing, and at the time, I was finding it difficult to uh, to apply to a course in a Singaporean university because I think it is true that, like for, because um, I study a Bachelor of Creative Industry, so I'm in the media field. So I guess that area of course, like, um, it's very. Competitive and unique, really, really good grades to get into a local university to study uh, media and communications. So, seeing Australia, like, um, I think I guess they're more open, accepting to people different like academic backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, and stuff like that. So, I I had one eye on Australia, and after seeing like core structure and how Australian universities work, I was quite interested. And I've I had already been to. Australia prior to coming to Brisbane, and I found it was quite appealing. It wasn't too far from Singapore. People here are quite nice, quite open, quite kind of chill, I would say. And I also love to experience a different culture. So I could say, like, those were some of, some of my reasons why I decided to come to Australia.
0: Mm, interesting. And you're, you're studying um, creative industries, right?
1: Yes. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, I guess... You know, like, from, from an Asian perspective, mm-hmm. like, Creative Industries is one of those um, faculties that is... I I'm, I'm, don't know how I can word it nicely. It's looked down upon. Yes, yes, um, yeah, yeah. A lot in, you know, but from my experience, like, interacting with you and also with, uh, like, going, like, being here on, you know, um, the CI in the CI campus. There's a lot of Asian students pursuing creative industries. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, like, I guess, why, why CI uh, for you particular?
1: Why CI? I, I don't... I, I think maybe the best way to unpack this question would be uh, like how I started getting into media and communications because mm-hmm. uh, I think it just started through photography. So one day, like, there was a school event that uh, my dad was quite keen to to go and cover to go and take photos off and then like he asked me to uh he 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 uh, lent me a camera as well to go together with him to take photographs of that event and then it just really started from there like i was really i really like photography uh, being able to document like an experience people in a place and like um what what they're feeling and all that so i guess from there it branched out for that and i don't know i just really like to Engage with, uh, people. Find ways to engage with audiences and talk to them, write to them, or like uh, design something appealing or help in the design process. So, mm-hmm. I guess kind of through photography, being able to um, take really nice photos, or document really cool experiences, or really cool sites that really. Got me started into this whole media and communications thing. So yeah, I don't know. if This probably makes sense to anyone, but yeah, that's <laughs> kind of how I got into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's
0: a fair, I guess, um, thing to say. But yeah. I can definitely understand, like, you know, obviously, your your dad's like um, enthusiasm to document, mm, mm. Um, you know, the sporting event. Obviously, you know, that's a natural. I guess you know, that's a very natural progression into figuring out what you you like to do and you know I, yeah and i definitely applaud i guess your um <laughs> that decision for you to enter ci so i guess for the listeners at home i've actually given Jonas a list of topics and questions that we will potentially explore we're probably not going to get through everything um mm-hmm. but <laughs> we will touch on some of the important things as well um what were your first impressions i guess of qt
1: uh i think everyone here is quite Uh, enthusiastic and quite uh, open-minded they're um they're quite chill but they also know how to work really hard it's like they know to from like nine to five just hustle and after five or something like that just go and like chill go to a park or something like that so i don't know i just really really like that kind of work ethic or the kind of approach to uh working and stuff like that That i think that's i find Mm. it really cool yeah Mm, okay, okay yeah. fair enough. And you are, I guess,
0: how long, how long is your stay here at QUT? Because you, you entered, I think, halfway through, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: Uh, I, I came here in July 2018, and I'm, I'll, I'll finish kind of in July 2020. Yeah, like mm. July this year. Yeah, so two years.
0: So two years, and the normal CI, BCI is three or wait three or four i can't remember
1: three four years and mostly i think it's three years mm. yeah yeah okay
0: um hmm. so i guess reflecting on your time here at uni have there been any um, positive experiences or like things that have made you really excited um, to be in this degree
1: yeah definitely it's like a lot mm-hmm. i think the reason why I chose creative industries as well is because not only does it sound cool, I think I think <laughs> coming here when I find out what creative industries actually is, which is basically just like a amalgamation or a combination of different creative fields coming together to possibly make something bigger than themselves. So think about like, let's say your um, like Brisbane Festival or like, there's this project by uh, I think the Brisbane, the Queensland government, which was to revamp one of the highways the one of the motorways the riverside motorway something like that correct me if i'm wrong but whatever <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so they make like uh they actually rejuvenated this space underneath the motorway or something like that. so those are kind of the projects um creative industries kind of actively engaged in and one of the memorable uh, highlights here was that she got to present to the queensland government regarding um uh, a creative concept for North Shore. So North Shore is this kind of touristy place where each street is located at, and basically mm-hmm. each street is like a container park for food, entertainment, and stuff like that. So they were looking to bring in bring in more people into the area, especially during the daytime and actually especially during weekdays. So they pitched to the cohort, um, like, hey, we need ideas for this space and for community engagement. So, like, people from different creative fields, like I'm uh, taking media and communication. So we have like designers, people from entertainment industries. We all grouped together and came together to pitch this project to the, to the government. And surprisingly, my group, we actually made it to that uh, final presentation to the client, which is quite
0: Ooh. surprising.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we totally didn't expect it at all. Like um, I, I came into that unit feeling quite, uh apprehensive, like I didn't know what this had to do with me or like why why does me as a media and communication practitioner have to do sort of like urban planning or community engagement? That 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 idea seems very abstract and foreign to me, but as I went along with my group mates and all that, I think we came up with something really cool and we got to present that to the government at the headquarters or Known affectionately as the Tower of Power and <laughs> I think that was like quite a cool experience being on the top floor in a mm-hmm. big meeting room and all that, talking to like government officials and stuff. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah.
0: Oh that is
1: yeah, I think I think
0: that experience would definitely, I guess, help you understand why I work like that, you know, the collaborative environment, I guess, yeah. is something that is championed particularly here at KT. Yeah, um, it is, and it really does help you see how you in your with your specific like set of skills can assist, you know, and elevate like an entire project if you're working with other people. So Yeah, exactly, different mm. perspectives
1: and stuff. Yeah, I think collaboration yeah. in creative industries is like also quite uh quite an quite a highlight for me. Like it's quite mm. a collaborative environment. It's very productive, it's very constructive and all that. I think that was one of, like, that's kind of the good things that I experienced here.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, is there another, I guess, other other experiences that you'd like to share?
1: Mm, I think another experience is definitely being a part of the... Like, that's this outside uni, but being part of the Brisbane mm. International Student Ambassadors. There was also kind of... Actually, actually there was a, honestly a very unexpected experience as well because... What happened is, like, my friend, I think you also know him, Elvis, he actually uh-huh. introduced me to this opportunity, and I think that year, 2019, I, I I I was thinking of, like, maybe trying to do more outside of uni, but I want to do it on my own terms sort of thing, and whatever content or whatever work that I want to do outside uni, I want it to be sort of, uh not controlled or not curated by another organization so like i was so afraid that like joining the ambassadors i'll be i'll be in the hands of uh another organization but it was far from that like and and i was quite hesitant to applying and i applied like quite kind of last minute and then and i didn't uh i didn't get expect to get through this far i basically like filmed the application video just to you know just to have fun and just to experience what is it like to be in front of camera because most of the time I'm behind camera so i just mm. thought yeah i'll just try it out and then it turns out it went quite well i reached the interview <laughs> stage and i i heard more of the program i got really invested in that yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so that ambassador's program runs for 12 months right yes it runs so for you a year. finished so you finished it yes very f- recently yes very recently we finished our mm. tenure
1: already um We had our the the last ever event was the City Welcome Festival and as we welcome a new batch of international students, we also said goodbye to the being an ambassador. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was quite cool, uh, like uh getting to see all of the other fellow ambassadors and you know just having fun with them. Just being around them is genuinely like quite a quite a cool experience because they're all also fairly uh also like fairly really cool really inspiring, really amazing people and all that. So in a sense, like, I don't know, something about this batch that their presence just inspired me to be kind of be a better person in my own way. of it mm-hmm. sounds, sounds cheesy and sounds like quite... <laughs> yeah, but, but, but honestly, that, that is like kind of how I felt. Lah. Like that is, okay. my, and that is my experience as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I know you touched on how... Um, uni and brisbane um tends to be quite chill um but compared Mm. to singapore i guess are there other things that like what are the differences about studying and living here versus um yeah back in singapore
1: uh well i actually realized that um in singapore we spend a lot more time in the classroom like there's lessons are longer and tutorials felt longer as well so coming here it was like you're only here for Like what, max half a day sort of thing, Mm -hmm. and then you go off and you just do your stuff. Get on, uh, um, do your stuff, do your work, do your, your own like adulting thing and all that, and then come back to (laughs) uni the next day and something like that. So I think that's thing that's quite different, Mm -hmm. or at least like mentally it feels like, uh, not as taxing so to speak. And also I think because the environment here is a lot more like, it's very constructive. Like teachers here, they would, uh, they would tell you what is going right and what is kind of going wrong or what can you improve the sort of thing mm-hmm. so i think that's also quite a good thing like they acknowledge your efforts and then from there they'll tell you like okay this is how you can improve or like as you go through with them you kind of realize yourself that oh this is kind of where i'm kind of going wrong where i'm kind of going off track and this is where i can kind of improve the sort of thing so it becomes like quite a quite a good like conversation to have with like teachers and stuff
0: mm-hmm. yeah 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 I think I think that is like sort of a general sentiment like um compared to most Asian countries like you know for students that come here to Australia like the, the teaching philosophy is very different
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly so I think the yeah. the broader curriculum is also kind of flexible in terms of like you mm-hmm. have a you have a study plan these are the recommended units but you also have electives to take outside your major and it's kind of up to you to figure out what you want and I think Mm. that's one of the things that really speaks to QT is in like you can kind of explore your interest and all that take the time to like learn a new skill in uni because sometimes like I do find myself saying oh man I wish I had you can take online classes yes for sure but then sometimes you just wish you had like a teacher beside you that you can ask like hey Mm. um, I'm stuck in this like like what can I do to fix it or like uh, I have an assignment to work towards to gauge my skill level sort of thing and this is the sort of thing that kind of online classes don't offer but QUT offers this like flexibility that you can take an elective so that is really good and it's up to you to like, kind of chart your own journey through uni so that's pretty mm. cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. Um, are there some things you miss about Singapore? <laughs> yeah, I
1: definitely miss, <laughs> like, hawker food. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you can relate as well, right? Like, you, yes. you've been, you lived in Singapore for quite some yeah. time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I, miss, I, I miss the hawker food. Like, honestly, the feeling to be able to just walk for less than five minutes to a hawker centre and uh-huh. get really affordable food to eat out and then or bring it back home to eat. Wow, this is like, damn. Like, you can get a meal for, like, five dollars or so man yeah yeah
0: oh yeah. my goodness yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your
1: that... what's your what's your kind of go-to uh hawker food back home oh god um <laughs> go-to hawker food uh um, yeah. oh, carrot
0: cake is always a good one.
1: Oh yeah yeah definitely That's a like bit a of staple. chili sauce and stuff yes yes definitely put some chili sauce on it mm-hmm or mm, prata also Oh, like, yes. Prata with a cup of te tarik in the morning is just, Ooh. yes, that's a <laughs> great way to start the day.
0: We're making ourselves very hungry. I know. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what's yeah. yours?
0: What, so, what's your, like, go to order?
1: Uh, wow. Well, <laughs> I, I, psych, I think if you ask me, the one thing I, the one thing I really miss is chicken rice. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really like a good plate of chicken rice. And it's one of those things I probably can eat two days in a row probably something like that and probably not get too sick of it yeah and yeah. I think uh, nasi lemak laksa uh, yes. also heaps good like yes yeah I I, I love I, the time I went back to Singapore I just cycle through uh, like just chicken rice laksa oh nasi lemak God. just cycle through those <laughs> foods and all that yes mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah. well yeah to be fair no shade to like the people here but it's just something else about the way that Singapore t- <laughs> like the hawker the hawker food in Singapore is very different
1: yeah yeah like, it's really next level and all that yeah I, I yeah. just don't know there's just something about home that's just you get it really really <laughs> on point Mm-mm-mm. fair enough yeah.
0: yeah yeah um are there have there been any sort of negative experiences while you've been studying or you know here in australia
1: negative experiences i think some of it is like it's more to do with me than to do with other people so like last year last year was kind of like a high uh, um the the peak for sort of like academic work or like outside of school work so sort of thing Mm. and i think during that time i also experienced a lot of like what i could possibly call creative burnout so it's just a time when it was hard for me to um to feel passionate about the things I was doing or to have ideas for the things I was doing of having that real power to finish up my schoolwork and stuff like that. So yeah, because there's a lot of things happening in my life and trying to engage in every single one of those experiences sort of takes a toll. Took a toll on me, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I just felt like wow. I need just I needed to spend a couple of afternoons just not tending to those uh commitments or those experiences and just kind of um just taking the time out from that daily grind to just relax for a while and mm-hmm. yeah I'd say that that was one of the few things. And then mm-hmm. I think another thing is probably like um okay this is the kind of like, I don't know whether you should cut it out or not. <laughs> but we'll see okay. uh, I'll try to put it as as nicely as possible. I don't know I just I think having to uh i i I wish I could assimilate more with uh Australians here or make more Australian friends and stuff like that. I think that's been also kind of like a work in progress sort of thing i wish i uh-huh. I wish I will get better or I would have done better in that ex aspect, but i mean mm. honestly no no offense to any like Australian listeners out, out there. I just wish that I could have made more Australian friends and stuff like that. Like friends mm-hmm. that I'll actually hang out with beyond like just going for a group meeting, mm-hmm, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess like that's one of the few things that I would change about this Australian experience. Like it's not really mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of things that I would have done differently, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's one of the things.
0: Okay. Fair yeah.
1: Enough. And like
0: okay, uh, I guess the burnout thing I I can also understand. I think everyone yeah um goes through periods like that and. Yeah. It takes, it's 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 a very um, nuanced thing to learn how to take time out and say no to some of the yeah, things yeah 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 saying no is
1: absolutely key. I think that's also probably another thing I wish I'd done better. Is learn uh-huh. how to say no. So mm. currently I've got this like sort of twenty twenty resolution to you know take more control and learn how to say no. And kind of one of the mm. ways that I'm going through that is to like instead of saying yes, up front, I tell people, like, let me think about it. And if I still think about mm. it the next day and it still, like, excites me, then yeah, I'll definitely say yes. If not, I'll just mm. politely say no or something like that.
0: Yeah. And and to be fair, I think I think everyone in their sort of early to mid-20s has that revelation of learning yeah, yeah. how to say no. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was, that was me, I guess, when I was, like, early to mid-20s as well. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I find I'm curious about, you know, your the second point that you raised about assimilating or, you know, making friends mm. with more Australian and I guess I'm trying to unpack this. When you say Australian, do you mean Anglo-Australian people um, or just Australian like Australians I in feel general? Like it's
1: Australian in general because the Australian like people aren't really um confined to one ethnicity so to speak so you have like asian Mm. australians you have like uh people who have moved here from like europe or something like that so it's kind Mm -hmm. of like different but i think yeah just australians in general i I believe yeah yeah yeah
0: Mm, okay
1: yeah yeah i can
0: i can understand that as well i think um there seems to be um Two very distinct, I guess, communities that emerge kind of yeah. at a university experience. It's Australians hang out generally with other Australians. Yeah, um, yeah. And then the international students are left to, quote unquote, fend for themselves. <laughs> and like they, they find their own community within their. Um, like their home countries for example yeah yeah and and honestly it's like like,
1: no one's fault to be honest because this is kind mm, of like mm. herd mentality you're kind of more drawn to people who look and sound the same as you but Mm, mm, i mean that that in no way has has kept me from you know having conversations with australian friends and stuff in fact there's like a group of them who i I worked with for like i think two semesters ago and sometimes i bump into them in cafes and stuff we say hi, you know, have a ch- have a chat and stuff like that. So I think that
0: mm.
1: I think so long as people are willing to, you know, still be open with each other and interact. Or, although, yeah, the truth is, I mean, what what people will tell you is definitely that like, wow, come to Australia, people are very open and all that. But at the end mm. of the day, we're also we still have this hurt mentality to uh, mm. to to bond with people who look look and sound the same and also have the same values as us. So. Yeah, yeah. That's is still that distinct thing, but that doesn't mean that we still can't come together. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's the biggest sort of thing to keep in mind is that cliques will always form naturally. Yeah, definitely. It's if you are if you are willing to, I guess, explore beyond and form those like connections that exist outside of uni. That's something that is very. Um, I would think for an international system is something very important as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. I think we'll 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 get into Rona. So Rona territory. Um, ah, welcome to the Rona territory. Yeah, um, it's like we start um, off like
1: it's not not bad. That we start off quite like you know quite chill, quite happy. <laughs> now we're gonna talk about the elephant we'll, in the room. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh goodness me. Um, okay. So how has How has the last few months been for you as an international student?
1: Okay, so I feel like maybe international students probably have it kind of slightly differently, especially for those who went back home. So for me, I went back home Hmm. to Singapore in January. That is when Corona was kind of creeping into our our area. And um, so I I had already experienced the whole uh, panic buying thing. So i think that day it was on a friday so yeah it was on On a friday uh the government raised up its alert level so i think we have four alert levels like green yellow orange red so that day the government raised it from yellow to orange and i was i remember i was just like taking photos somewhere and then um like uh friends and family like just told me that oh like there's something big that's gonna happen like uh Try to come home as soon as possible and uh, try to get groceries somewhere and and all that stuff. So I think just uh, that was on a Friday. I think over the weekend everything sort of kind of unraveled of what felt like it lah. So like mm-hmm. so you've seen um, instant noodles run out, toilet paper run out, um, sort of rice yeah rice as well, mm-hmm. and then because Asians love rice. <laughs> oh <duh>. <laughs> Yeah yeah. <laughs> And then I think strangely, we also went for eggs and milk. And at that point in time, I thought like eggs... A friend and I back home, we had this discussion. And we were like, why why eggs and milk? Because these things are perishable, you know? Like, good, yeah. luck, good luck consuming that much eggs and milk in the three weeks that you have, man. Like, no wonder you're going to yeah. eat toilet paper. It's going to shit yourself so much. Eating so much <laughs> eggs and milk. Yeah, that's why I like... Yeah, so mm. I think we experienced that already. And I think by the time I went home, the... We had hand sanitizers, soap and uh, vitamin C run out as well. so and then oh. yeah, So and then when I came back to Brisbane, um, wow, I was just so happy to I, I was just so happy to get here because like, it definitely felt like I escaped COVID-19. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Like I flew away from it, so to speak. Uh-huh. And on the plane, it was also quite nice because it was the first time I had the entire row to myself, uh-huh. <laughs> so I could put my legs up, watch a movie. And then, yeah, it was also quite nice. But it, So it felt quite nice to return back here and to see the supermarkets well-stocked with like hand sanitizers, toilet paper, vitamin C. But mm. I would say that, just like everyone else, or everyone else, I probably was also very complacent. Uh, I should have also <laughs> bought more of these things because I think, guess what, like a month later, it reached Australia and pretty much every major Western country. Mm. So, yeah... And I think it's just been really weird. Going to the supermarket itself has been kind of like a stressful experience because you're so used to seeing all these items on the shelf and you're able to go to a supermarket at any time and find these items. But now you don't have Hmm. that item and that, that definitely messes up with your sense of normalcy or your sense of routine. So it took me a while to kind of like, get over that it's like really going to a, a supermarkets kind of a stressful experience mm-hmm. and then i think everything else that followed was just trying to come to terms that um you can't go out to meet your friends you can't go out to do your work uh i'm a person that's more productive outside of house outside of home yeah. so I, I love going to the creative industry precinct going to z9 to do my work and then now realizing mm. that i can't because I well exposed myself to the virus it it kind of took a while for me to get over but I think now it's kind of settled I guess
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and Yeah. yeah I think that's that's the thing like particularly with the whole supermarket thing is that you I think it's taken people a few weeks to realize what a privilege it is to yeah. have stuff that is freely available. And so you can buy, you know, they've imposed limits on how much
1: you can buy. Yeah. So
0: this is something that we, in multiple generations, I don't think have experienced before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, It really does feel like a World War level kind of thing. And I mm. think one, one, one of the few, uh, I would say there are a few like, key moments in this whole... Uh, this whole experience that probably will really changed my mood. Basically like I I love watching football, watching yeah. soccer. And so mm-hmm. seeing stadiums played behind closed doors was quite yeah, it was quite unnerving because you can okay. literally hear the players like shouting each other, touching the ball and all that. Uh, uh, yeah. And then uh Tom Hanks getting it was quite uh, uh, yes. what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> so it really it went from just random numbers on the on the John Hopkins website to like oh my god now mm. I know one of these people, and mm-hmm. shortly after one of the uh, football managers also got it. So you're like oh my god this is really like now you can put a face to those numbers on 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 mm. the screen you know yeah 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 and then like talk shows now like at first they started doing them without audiences now they're doing it at home so it was like mm. quite crazy so I think I would say those. Yeah, seeing football stadiums empty and talk shows without an audience, those really kind of shook my world and it made me realize mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I think these are some of the things I'm kind of used to as well.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so it really upends your your world in a sense.
0: Mm, yeah. Um. So I guess how have you been? How have you been coping? Or how have you been managing? You know to with with everything that's going on right now in terms of COVID nineteen. Like, yeah, what, what what have you been doing that has helped you?
1: Um I think what I found useful was that I think sometimes you just need need to let emotions be emotions. You need to feel the mm. feeling. So it's okay if you feel down, you just don't you just don't want to do anything. You just want to go on Netflix and just watch a couple of episodes of shows and all that, watch some movies too. Just mm. dwell in it for a while and then like I think the next few days I spent a few days after the whole Netflix binging thing I I, I went back to sort of like a sense of normalcy like looking back at all the sort of side projects that I've been doing or like having one thing to do that I haven't gotten a chance to do it mm-hmm. so basically um, editing videos editing photos oh yeah probably another thing that kind of shook my world is probably knowing that um, I can't go outside to take photos of places or like yeah, that, that kind of sucked, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, what to do? We just make do of it. So, yeah, I think the first step, uh, yeah, I think I spent like a week or so just working on like sort of side projects or passion projects, and then, and then that made me feel like quite productive, quite good. But then I, then school resumed again online, and that was another big hurdle to overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, online lectures. I thought I would really like them, but. I feel I've, I find myself taking a lot more time to take down notes. I literally pay attention to every word the teacher says, but I realize that not everything is needs to be uh, taken down and all that. So I kind of also have to limit myself on uh, being hung up on taking down notes and stuff. Hmm. And I guess right now to get out of this like whole getting used to online studying, getting out of this slump, what I'm what I'm doing is like I usually take uh, a an hour in the morning to kind of do all these side projects to kind of kickstart my day. And then from there, progress to actual work that I need to do with like schoolwork. Because I guess in this time, you have work that sustains you and then work that you really need to get on because that's the reason why you're here. Yeah. So I guess it's finding a balance between the two and how to gather momentum and gather, gather momentum for productivity during the day. Yeah so mm-hmm. I, it's it's still an ongoing process cuz we, as we we're talking about this right now we're still living through it so nothing is yeah. still set in stone man <laughs> mm, mm, mm. and and we're in it for you know the long haul i guess the long haul yeah 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 and and I really i think yeah it really also mm-hmm. like dawned on me that we're not just in this for just a month or so you know mm. we'll probably in this for the foreseeable future or at least 3 to 4 months you know yeah and yeah. this sort of thing this thing happened in kind of late last year and if it takes that long to make a vaccine like it could be looking at the end of this year so effectively the whole mm. 2020 is going to be in this sort of situation yeah but mm-hmm. i mean just take it day by day la. like me yeah honestly don't know how the situation would change like in singapore last week they just announced like okay 4 p.m the prime minister is going to address the nation and mm-hmm. from then you know like your world is going to kind of change you know yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I I watched that address. I was like, "Yeah, welcome to welcome to what it's like to live in Australia, <laughs> where you really are being, you know, encouraged to stay at home as yeah, much as possible." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And it's also kind of mm. kind of interesting to see like um, because the world is so connected nowadays. I I yeah. I can know what's going on in Singapore, what's going on mm. in Malaysia, in Korea, in the US, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then like um, sometimes like. I feel like uh, at first I already experienced panic buying and then I came to Australia and I experienced the I think Australia started the whole like stay at home thing early yeah and then like Singapore followed suit afterwards so it's like quite interesting to see how like countries how they react and all that yeah Mm. yeah Mm. yeah Um, I guess
0: you know we we transitioned to online learning not too long ago Yeah. but there was also some other things that I guess had to change as well. So is there something because you're graduating mid-year? Yeah. Was graduation like attending graduation something that you were really looking forward to?
1: Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had it. I had it all planned. All planned out. All envisioned in my mind. That was wow, like I'm thankful that I'm graduating in the winter. It's gonna be nice and cool. It's mm, gonna be an mm, awesome mm. Queensland winter morning when I graduate. It's be so nice, and then just to have, uh, family and friends to see me being presented with my degree officially—the degree that I have worked so hard for. Like, wow, that, yeah. that thought like was like, well, oh, it really sounds really good in my head. And to have that like ripped away because the the school said that they'll be postponing the graduation ceremony, and that we don't mm. know what's gonna happen with that. Yeah. And obviously, this also affects a lot in terms of um, like probably when I go back to Singapore, when do I go back to Singapore? Like when will the airline industry open back up? So I have a way back home or like, how do I find a job in this sort of, in this new climate, so to speak?
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. And that's, I guess another thing that I was, um, we were heading to is like, yeah, what, what's your um, end game in terms of looking like post-graduation? What, what is it that you are hoping to do?
1: uh i i'm hoping to go into journalism or uh, more specifically the field of video journalism Um, Mm -hmm. i spent i think probably the back half of last year or like maybe the whole year in general last year kind of invested in making videos and uh i find that it was quite cool you know to make videos and stuff some it's an area that i'm i'm not the best in but i'm very interested in it and i'm Finding ways to improve myself in that area, and I realized mm-hmm. that I really like to, do like I like to consume and consume documentaries, and I, I think in turn also really like to make them or make them in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. So I found this company in Singapore that does exactly that, which is called our, our Grandfather's Story. So shout out to them! I think <laughs> if they're hearing, yes, I'm, I'm so keen, I'm so keen. <laughs> Yeah. Um... So I guess that's that's an area that I've been uh looking at going into and I think I think last year I was uh last year I had two areas that I was thinking of going into. Like either creative, being a creative, being a copywriter, being a creative director, mm-hmm. creative executive, or being like uh going to video production and uh I did an internship back in Singapore where I was working in an advertising agency and I I had a great time there, but I think what made what it made me realize is that <clears throat> I may be good at creative or copywriting. Mm-hmm. But I have an I have an interest and a passion to kind of be on the ground and cover stories, talk to people, interview them and stuff. So
0: mm.
1: that's sort of an area that I am looking to go into. Okay. And with this COVID-19, I I also find myself like as much as I am scared and cautious about COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. I'm also quite curious to understand like what has been happening in terms of the the science level part of it and also kinda of what it does to us in, a, in terms of a society or as an as an economy and something like that. So mm-hmm. I guess like the journalist in me is showing. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um so, You mentioned you mentioned <laughs> OGS. Um what yeah. what about what about our grandfather's story I guess appealed to you?
1: Uh I think firstly the Can Ask Man series was one of the things that uh-huh. got me introduced to them and uh-huh. I think there was this other video on this uh veteran sailor, this long this very experienced sailor that they interviewed, sort of like how they're able to uh, unpack life or like explore their lives and get them to share and open up uh, show, open up stories from Get stories from people, and it's quite mm-hmm. interesting and all that. And with the Can Ask Me series, it's it's really like I don't know, man. It's just so good in a sense that people have all these questions about uh about these groups of people, and finally we're able to ask them those questions in a safe environment or mm-hmm. kind of a safe slash moderated environment. And hopefully, everyone on the internet will be kind. Mm-hmm. And if they're kind, like it really opens up conversation and we're able to yeah. empathize with these groups of people which I think is just really awesome and mm. yeah although the episodes run for like more than 15 minutes or something like that or like most episodes are like that I think it really gives us a really good look and it doesn't take much for them and one thing I also learned from that series is that people actually are quite open to share their stories and mm. that's one of the surprising things that strike me that like they're able to get these stories so get these people in and all that and yeah mm. i mean i i i really i i've also worked on like a uh a documentary about brisbane markets brisbane's farmers markets so whenever i interview people it's always so fascinating and so interesting when they share their story and they share their quotes and every time the interviewee answers the question, i always reply by saying oh wow that's fascinating that's mm. that's really interesting or oh, that's well said so, I don't know, stories and learning more about the world and learning about people really fascinates me and really fuels me in a sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess, for people who don't know what the Can Ask Me series is, I also stumbled upon it um one day, and I think the video that I watched was... um. Them interviewing parents of children who had committed suicide. So these are, you know, these, this is a video series, as Jonas mentioned, where these are very sensitive topics and, um, oftentimes, like, is culturally taboo. So when I watched, I watched a few of the Can Ask Me videos, I was also very intrigued and very curious to know, um, yeah, it's a very interesting concept yeah. to come out of um, a, a country like Singapore, which doesn't tend to like to talk about things like suicide or mental health. Um, I think there was also one, I can't remember, there was one about um, miscarriages and talking to couples yeah. about their experiences. So it was a very intriguing um, it is a very intriguing video series to to make, and like you said, it's. I applaud them for you know facilitating that very safe environment in which they can, these people who are being interviewed can actually share these stories.
1: Yeah, actually, and another they're very fun open to another it. fun mm. fact is that I think it's based off an Australian like ABC segment, like ABC did something. I like think that. So. so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I remember seeing um, a similar one through ABC here in Australia. Yeah.
1: Like, oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's based off like um, I think the series is called you, "You Can't Ask That."
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's yeah. that one. Mm. Yeah. But adapting it to the Singaporean context is also just as intriguing to me yeah, as it, well. It is. It mm. is. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So we did talk about COVID nineteen. I guess now we'll 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 come back out. <laughs> Yes, come yeah. back out of that very very deep um uh, topic and go into some I guess recommendations. So, um I've put here five things that you can recommend to listeners what what to listen to, watch, read or, you know, hobbies and stuff like that. So, um I'm not going to impose the five item limit on you. Um or anyone that, uh, that will appear in future episodes, this is just something that yeah. I guess to get you going. So yeah, feel free to recommend stuff to people.
1: Uh, okay, so I've I i I've known this band called uh, Oh Wonder. It's a band in in England. Um, I think I've recently heard their music, like, a few songs, like a, less than a handful of their songs, and I thought they were pretty nice. And then recently, because of COVID-19, they are doing they're doing live streams, like an Instagram live stream, every day or every other day just to keep uh, just to keep their fans engaged and looking forward to something the next day. So I've just been following their live streams and all that. And I find myself discovering more and more of their songs. And it's been really nice to uh, listen to them. And I think one thing that also really got me through kind of the tough periods last year is kind of being grateful for small things like being able to discover really awesome and new music in through spotify and all that so mm-hmm. because if you if you can go and check out the band oh wonder they really like oh and wonderful that wonder yeah and then their music is kind of like pop-ish but a lot more nice vibes and stuff like that, it's, that that's the best way i can probably describe their music mm-hmm. and it's really sentimental like they put feelings in a song and just write it out and put the necessary accompanying instrumentals on it and i think it's pretty good uh Mm. i think another thing i'm grateful for or like nothing i I like to watch a lot is like watching all these youtube creators like uh, matt Diavella or like uh this doctor called uh ali Abdal. so Basically, the two of them, their similarities is I think they talk a lot of, like, self-development or, like, lifestyle productivity sort of content. And it's just interesting to hear their tips on productivity and uh, and them getting through this period, like, um, yeah, just to hear what their routines are like and how they're adjusting. And it's the good, the kind of plus side about this COVID-19 is that kind of humanity is experiencing this same thing. So someone like in the UK or in the US is actually experiencing the same thing you are going through right now. So it's also good to hear from these people what they're going through and then what their solutions have been and maybe you can incorporate them into yours. So I'm really grateful mm-hmm. for creators like that. Uh, I think something to do is uh, yoga. I find it really helpful to get a good stretch in, in the morning. It really helps you to put you in the right frame of mind and in the correct like uh, physical state to get you going or like, or if people are also interested in meditation, go for that. I, I, some, I can do yoga, but somehow I can't meditate that well. <laughs> ah, interesting. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, just try, try like doing yoga in, in, in the balcony or something that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What else I've got? Uh, I've got Kim's convenience, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I wonder how you got to
0: know. Yeah, about Kim's. I wonder. Hmm, is it through a friend that I'm hmm, probably sticking to who. right now? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um. So the so I guess for context is, um, I am a peer mentor for um, international student services here at QUT. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, um, what happened was, um, we do, I guess, orientation sessions. Um, there's a session we call New to Brisbane, I'm just delivering some general information about the city, um, stuff about Me as well. But I decided to put my own twist on the presentation because the original presentation was very bland. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I think people who know me from, um, Other podcasts will know that I'm a, I'm a gif man. Um, so I will use gifts from any show that, uh, you
1: know, and apply it. So I guess that's how you ended up watching Kim. Yeah. Yeah. I was quite, I was quite, I, I I did hear about it, but seeing that the whole use of all the Kim's Mm chips on the presentation deck, like made me wonder, like, what is this really about? And then I I, I watched it and Mm I, I have this, like, every time I start a new sitcom, I'm always a bit, apprehensive especially if like I am the one starting it like uh-huh. so if I let's say if I'm watching it with my friends and they happen to have it on and I'm already like having a look at it I'm I definitely will watch it but then if I'm like oh I, I know of this series but do I want to click on it sort of thing mm. I'm a really more apprehensive yeah yeah mm. yeah so mm. now I think this one day I decided to commit to it and watch it and I'll just be like oh okay that's kind of how it goes and then I watched on and on and on and then yeah. <laughs> down the rabbit hole i went yeah yes
0: excellent excellent um <laughs> so i assume you've been binging season four already
1: uh yes but also i i think probably i'm not the only one out there uh um, oh. like every time every time a new, a new something new comes up i don't want to try to finish it right away especially yes like, i could probably binge like 10 episodes but then the last five or four episodes i'm like oh gotta like play my cards <laughs> Properly, <laughs> going to save it for the right moment. Like one day I'm feeling especially stressed and I'll I'll put it on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. I don't know, I'm like trying to also control that and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um mm. Any other Netflix recommends? Any other Netflix recommends? Um oh um I think if people haven't seen the documentary Street Food, definitely go check it out. Like mm-hmm. It's a document I mean it is what it says, street food. So it basically goes to different countries around Asia to uh find out what the any like local street food icons and interview them, find out their story and stuff like that. And it's done with mm. really good cinematography. I feel I feel like most things that are Netflix originals, like really, really good cinematography, really nice shots and really satisfying to watch. Mm. They're really easy on the eye. And I think another one is probably sex education really ah, funny yes. really in your face yeah <laughs> check it out yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay okay I think just beyond maybe beyond Netflix as well like if you could uh, go on to YouTube and watch comedians like Trevor Noah he's still doing the daily show from his house which is quite mm-hmm. a spectacle and he's still as good man like and ah. I, find, I find that that's a really useful way to get my coronavirus news you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Through through a bit of comedy to make the situation like more light cause yeah. that's his whole thing. Like he basically like finds um uh, like look look at the news and you know uh, kind of put a comedic twist on it and stuff like that. Mm. So I think that really mm. helps like for you digest and also also don't binge too much like of coronavirus content. Like that, oh, that, yeah. that, that is just bad. Like it it really creeps out on on you you know, when you're consuming that content and feeling stressed, that stress really creeps out onto you. So mm, mm-hmm. definitely limit your time watching coronavirus content. But if you can yeah. go and watch like Trevor Noah or any of the lo- um late night talk show hosts in the US, like they're covering they're still doing their show from home. It's mm-hmm. it's a good way to probably uh soften the blow, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think I
0: think watching those types of shows, you know, you still acknowledge that What is happening in the world, but it's delivered in a way that is not emotion, is not going to emotionally drain you. That's Mm. the most, that's the biggest thing is that, and like you said, you know, you, we really should limit like how much time we spend looking at COVID related content because it, I can, I, I notice it. Um, it drains people because you're, you're just going down this whirlpool of, um, it's not negativity because, you know, it, it, it's clinically, it's very relevant, but it is draining on the average person because you're, you're just seeing, um, lots of, you know, sad, really emotionally heavy stuff. And it does take a toll on, on a person. So yeah, yeah really, yeah. really limiting it to, you know, maybe as, as, as little time, but focus on important you know, really, really important sources. Um yeah, that's the other yeah. uh, that's the other big thing. Is like make sure you know where your sources are. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Where you're and, getting
0: your information from. And
1: for international students as well, like you're getting news about both what's happening in your home country and also what's happening and where yeah. you're at right now. So mm. like just yeah, just I think knowing about one country's uh, uh plight and all that was already quite texting enough so yeah just also know how to compartmentalize like okay this is gonna this is what's happening in Singapore this is what's happening in Australia or if you mm, can't mm, do mm, that no. then I just focus on one and mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah just take it day by day
0: yeah and yeah. I would also think like you know reaching out to keeping in touch with like friends is also something that is really important to do yes at definitely. this time yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure there are a lot of people that would really want, you know, the physical, physical, like, um, interactions are really important. But obviously at this time, you can't really do that. So yeah, keep in touch with friends anyway, any way you can. I think that's also a really important thing.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Just go on to like Zoom or FaceTime, stuff like that. Just have a chat or even just send them a few messages asking how they Mm -hmm. are and Yeah. 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 I I mean everyone is going through the same the same thing. I'm pretty sure like as people are listening to this right now, there are certain points that I've mentioned that they probably go like, Yeah, I've exactly felt that or like exactly that yeah, you know, going to supermarkets have suddenly became a stressful experience when it's supposed to be so routine. And all that mm-hmm. so don't worry like everyone's really going through the same thing like you're not like behind or special because, yeah you know yeah yeah and mm-hmm. i guess yeah you know just reach out it'll be fine like even though if we can't help we can we can all listen but yeah i i also want to get to know how to like better help people and this sort of thing but you also need to check in with yourself whether you are mm. emotionally ready to help someone, yeah. not just just listen.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, before we sort
0: of close out the episode, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Um, there is one thing I guess we'll, we'll get everyone to do, but yeah, before we get to that last bit, is there anything else you wanted to bring up?
1: Um, I think just, just be... I think just be thankful for even the smallest things and celebrate small victories to be honest like mm-hmm. uh i feel that it's still a privilege to be able to go to the supermarket not everyone can do that right now like you elders at home who probably should really stay at home mm-hmm. um and just be grateful that um that you actually are able to do these sort of things so you can still go out to get a coffee and also able to go and get takeout food and stuff like that so just be really grateful for mm. that but also at the same time uh be careful like don't unnecessarily touch surfaces wear a mask if you feel the need to and then when mm. you come back just wash your hands for 20 seconds disinfect yeah. your stuff things like that and um i think yeah i feel like if anyone is looking to uh sort of do things outside of uni or like Trying to find ways to grow yourself in this, um, in this time, in this very strange time in the world. I would say just go and do it. Just find something you're interested in, and no matter how much fear that you feel, just, just really like, don't care about the fear. Try to put the fear away, and then like just try to do something that you're really genuinely interested in. And even though it it makes you feel uncomfortable, even just a little bit. Just really just go and do, whatever you're interested in.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, So the last thing I guess we'll leave the listeners with before we close off. Um, If there is something reassuring you'd like to say um, to other international students or I guess members of the community in general, what would it be?
1: Uh, I'd like to say that um, I think this pandemic has a start and it will definitely have an end. And this thing will pass. Like this too shall pass because... I think if we all just hunker down, play our part, we can definitely get through this, mm-hmm. and it will eventually end. And when it end, right, I think it will, be, it will feel so good <laughs> to just be out there right now, uh, yeah. working in the creative industries precinct, oh. meeting your friends, giving them a hug, giving them a handshake. Like I also never realized like how much I value handshakes or like a slight hug or something like that. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah. And then you can also go go back to watching like talk shows in actual studios and. Um, going to see like football games and it's also quite interesting to see like the comedians doing their shows at home like uh, mm. I've recently seen one where he was interviewing someone and like the the audio wasn't working on the other person's end so it was like quite interesting to see that they have these uh, sort of everyday problems as us as well <laughs> so mm-hmm. really like everyone is on a level playing field right now and mm-hmm. eventually yeah. this this whole thing will end and just, mm. just hang on and no matter like where you are, no matter what you're experiencing, like, uh, if you're feeling hardship, uh, don't push it away. Take the time to feel that hardship. Seek assistance if you need to. And don't be afraid to, like, reach out because, uh, like I said, everyone's going through the same thing. And um, I I think when you reach out to someone or, like, speak about it, you'll feel so much better. And Mm. that's, like, a first step you can take. So, yeah, I mean, just stay safe, everyone. And... Yeah, we'll we'll get through this together.
0: Mm, sweet. Um so yeah, thank you, Jonas, for um yeah, doing this with me. Um, yeah, how do you feel, I guess, having having um done this episode. I mean, I
1: think for firstly thank you for having me on. And <laughs> I was like, wow, being interviewed for the first Usually yeah, like I'm usually the one on the other end, like interviewing uh-huh. or like controlling the interview, or, like managing the mm. interview. Mm. It's quite so. Thanks for this experience, and I think it's also good to um, reflect and talk about like experiences Mm. pre 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 Corona and during Corona. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we reach I hope we reach the post Corona soon. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: mm, sweet. So um, this is going to be it for today's episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Intercommunity Podcast. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Twitter and Instagram as iCommunityPod, or give us a like on Facebook, search Intercommunity Podcast. If you'd like to send us questions, feel free to do so. Use the hashtag IntercommunityPod, send us a DM, or send us an email, intercommunitypod at gmail.com. This podcast was created by the lovely people of Red Great Mates Podcast. Feel free to subscribe to any of our podcasts wherever you're listening. We'd also like to acknowledge the First Nation's owners on whose lands we are creating this podcast.